everyone. Welcome back. It is another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. Hey, I'm Anthony Hookman. We're going to dive further into season four. Uh, things are getting juicy in Dylan, uh, both sides of Dylan, really. Uh, but uh, Anthony, before we get into that, there's some very important things that happened uh, in your life this week. Uh, I know it's really important to you. So I thought maybe we could dive into a little bit of, uh, yeah, what your last week has looked like as you have listened to the new Kanye album. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as you probably know, it's been a pretty interesting rollout. I had a, a buddy of mine. Uh, so the first listening party, which was yeah. like, in early August, late July, even I think late July. Oh, really? Um, he had the first listening party uh, in Atlanta, and I mostly ignored it. I watched a little bit of the listening party. I think uh-huh. like we had to watch an episode of Friday Night Lights for the podcast, uh-huh. so like I was like, you know, I'll watch a little bit of this. But yeah. I knew. Listen, this is my first rodeo. I've been a Kanye fan for a long time, um, since at least late registration and. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking 16 years, <laughs> right. half, yes. half my life. Um, but, uh, you know, it. Uh, he had the first listening party and I knew, I remember the next day my buddy Tanner had texted me and was like, so I see everybody talking about Donda. Is it out? I can't find it anywhere on Spotify. And I was like, listen, man, <laughs> he had a listening party last night. It's probably not going to be out for a while. Like he said, it's going to be out today. Nah. Um, and I told him, I was like, uh, when the life of Pablo came out in 2016, that album release broke my brain. Um, <laughs> like I was in a bad place. Yeah. Um, because like I kept waiting because he had a big listening party for it again. It was supposed to come out. And Angie and I had been dating like just over a month. And God bless her for staying with me because <laughs> I mean to tell you, I had notifications on my phone. So anytime that Kanye tweeted, it my phone would go off. <laughs> oh my and gosh. I was just waiting for that moment where he would like drop the album. Yeah. And like, I remember sitting in my world religions class in college and (laughs) it was when, uh, you probably won't remember this, but maybe some of our listeners at home will, if they're, uh, even remotely, uh, Kanye interested or fans. But, uh, there was this long rant that Kanye went, it was probably like 30 tweets, (laughs) um, about Wiz Khalifa. And it was all about like, cause he, right. at, at this point he was going to name the title waves and then Wiz Khalifa called him out because this guy, Max B, his whole thing was like being wavy. And like, he used that as like a very, okay yeah. And so he was like, you can't use that word, whatever. And like Kanye tweeted this like 30 tweet thread <laughs> all about Wiz Khalifa. And I remember like one of the things was like, hashtag whiz wears cool pants or something like that. Like he was like kind of backhanded compliment. He's like, Hey, I think you're a cool bot guy and you wear cool pants, but like get off my whatever. And then like hashtag whiz wears cool pants. And it was just, it was so ridiculous. And I was, I mean to tell you, I was checking my phone every like few moments, just like checking the subreddit, checking like Twitter, checking Apple music, just like waiting for this album to drop. And so like after that, I kind of realized like, Listen, if an album's going to come out, it's going to come out. But if it's not, it's not. And it's kind of helped <laughs> that his last two albums were pretty meh. Yeah. That I was like, I'm not as excited about this. Yeah. Uh, but the but the album did drop Sunday morning, uh-huh. uh, just a little bit more than a week before we're recording this. 
Um, I have now listened to it four times all the way through, which is more times yeah. I'm pretty sure than I listened to Jesus is King total mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. year, almost two years. Um, it's really good. Yeah. I'm pleasantly surprised. It's very long. You're, yeah. It's like an hour um, and a half, isn't it? It's almost two hours. It's like an okay, hour and yeah. 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's really good. There's a lot of like, so the first time I got done listening to it, the first like two times I listened to it, I was kind of like, it's good, but bloated. But now every time I listen to it, I think about like what I would cut. And there are mm-hmm. probably like a few cuts that I would make, but on the whole, like, yeah, it's, it's a good album for, for being an mm-hmm. hour and 50 minutes. It's very solid. It's mm-hmm. just enough like gospel to like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's a really good song on it called Jesus Lord. It rules. I did listen to that one. That's one of the Super like good. three I've listened to. Yeah. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. I like it. I'm nice. I'm pleased with it. It's not a perfect album. I at this point don't expect him to yeah. be on the level that he was on ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. People yeah. age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I the bits and pieces that I have checked out. Um, thought it's been fine. You know, mm-hmm. I've always I've never been a huge Kanye guy, so I always think, yeah, this is fine. This is good. Uh, I however. When Jesus is what, what Jesus is King? What did the what yep. was that one? When yeah, that Jesus came out, I I work at a Christian college, and so oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> people went nuts for that, and I was I was kind of uh, a little salty about it because I was like, listen, people are always ragging on modern worship music because they say it has like weak theology or bad theology. It's like. Are you listening to these songs? <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, there's some pretty bad. There's some I'm pretty not, bad stuff. I'm f- like, that's fine. Like, I'm not ragging on Kanye for that, but mm-hmm. I was, I was just kind of salty about it. Like, come on, if totally. you were gonna be a jerk to worship leaders, uh, then w- w- you can't like lift this up as some like awesome <laughs> piece of Christian art. Like, mm, no. yeah, no, it was, it was a pretty weak album. Um, there was a song that had clips on it. It reunited clips. And I was a really big fan of that song. Okay. Um, Pusha T and I can't remember who. So his, the clips, they were uh, a rap group. It was Pusha T and I'm really embarrassed that I can't think of the other guy's (laughs) name right now. Um, And Pusha T is now still a rapper. He released a really, really good album that Kanye produced uh, in 2018. Um, but the the other member of Clips like went on to like be a pastor. Like he quit rapping oh, yeah. to be a pastor. No malice. Yeah. So it Gene was uh, no malice Thornton. <laughs> so it was a, a big deal hmm. to have them rapping on the same song yeah. again. And also like the backing beat to it was like the sound that your car door makes when it's like open. So it's like that ding ding ding. Like oh, that yeah. was like the backing. Hmm. Is very hmm. unique. Uh, yeah, it's very. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I thought it was cool. So that was really the only song off there, and I, I can't even think of the title of it. Um, but <laughs> yeah. It was good. Um, yep. That's yep. the one I for sure listened to the most because yep. I wasn't listening to that freaking Chick Fil A song. <laughs> yeah, closed on Sunday. Closed on Bad Sunday. song. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm I'm happy that it uh, came out and that it's yeah it's it's solid. So, yeah, I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a pretty uh, turbulent uh, <laughs> last probably like ten years of being a Kanye fan, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, since the Taylor Swift thing, really, which is yeah. hilarious because I also love Taylor Swift and people uh, right. like, like they're probably like not my two favorite working musicians, but for sure the two like 
working popular musicians that I like the most. Yeah, right. Um, and that would have happened like I was a big fan of them both prior to uh-huh. that whole incident. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I, I still hope that they find peace. <laughs> <laughs> they it, that they squash the beef. Yeah, it almost happened, and then right. Uh, yeah, we don't have to get into that. That could be its whole whole other podcast with me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, well, good. I will probably give it a few more spins here and there. I don't know yeah. that I'm uh, going to dedicate two straight hours to sit yeah. down and listen to it. But I have, I don't, I haven't listened to it straight. I know oh, I, I take that back. The first listen through, oh, even then, I listened to the first probably 10 tracks on my computer and then went for a walk and listened to the rest of it in my mm-hmm. headphones. That's probably mm-hmm. the closest that I've done. Other than that, I've just been like, I'll put it on when I drive somewhere, which isn't very often <laughs> yeah. um, because I work from home. So like I'll put it on if I like run and go get some food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I or I like I'm in the shower. I'll listen to a couple of tracks. But yeah, I I I have a hard time carving out two hours in a day just to listen <laughs> to to an album. But it's yeah. I so far on on listen number four or five whatever I'm on. Uh, it's a good album. I, yeah. I I'm very happy with how it turned out. So Sweet. Uh, especially considering how his last album and a half turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. There's the uh, Kanye update. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, what's the beverage update this week? Yeah, well, I'm getting pretty low on beer, which I realized my uh, we had an unexpected visitor this evening. Uh, mm-hmm. My uh, old roommate from Okaboji was in town who I haven't oh, hey. seen in in person in six years. Jeez. So, um, yeah, he was in town for a funeral and came over and had a couple beers and I kind of looked in the fridge and went, God, we're running pretty low. So I have a couple of beers left, but before I get to that, I'm going to, I've got this bottle of Lafroig, So I'm enjoying a little, uh, neat scotch. Oh, man, um, it's very classy. This evening. Show. Yeah. And then what is it? Some friendlies to back it up or what do you got? You know what? All I've got left in the fridge is, is Miller lights and non-alcoholic <laughs> old Milwaukee's. So <laughs> oh, boy. I always say I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, but non-alcoholic old Milwaukee's. And I've got a, thing. I've got a date with Mike Harris tomorrow to drink all day. So I got to stock up in the morning before that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're definitely going to have to make a, a run for that. Uh, I have a clear American Walmart brand peach flavored sparkling water beverage with other natural flavors. So that's what I've got. Uh, yeah. Last week, I polished off an entire bottle of uh, champagne or whatever <laughs> for the mimosas. And that oh, yeah. was that was enough. So I'll uh, <laughs> I'll take wow. it easy tonight. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure we'll have a that's, good time anyway. I'll, I'll also be taking, I mean, I'm pacing myself certainly because I got a whole day of drinking ahead of me tomorrow. So. <laughs> right. Uh, so sure. The, the, uh, the audience, I'm probably not an alcoholic. I just, uh, I enjoy day drinking, you know, once every, you know, maybe like twice a year and, yeah, sure. uh, it's a three day weekend. So me and yeah. a friend of the show, Mike Harris, we decided we were like, you know, we could go for a good old day of drinking all day and, uh, that way we can do it tomorrow's Saturday and then we've got Sunday yeah. to recover and then Monday to like have Enjoy. a day to ourselves to, yeah, just yep. whatever. So sounds like a plan to me. I like, yeah, it. well, uh, there's our opinions on the new, uh, Kanye album. There's what we're drinking. Let's get into our episode for this evening. 
This is episode 405. It is entitled The Sun, and it originally aired December 2 of 2009. I see uh, this is maybe a bit of a spoiler for the end of the episode, but I can't help but notice that this has a 9.6 IMDb rating. Mm -hmm. That's bold. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a bold rating. I I don't know that. I, that's the highest well, I can remember. So once again, not to dive into spoilers, but if you remember a couple of episodes ago, I said we've got a real good one coming down the pipe. This is this, this is, is the one the you're one. referring to. <laughs> All right. Well, when I think about when when I think about uh, why I hate Julie Taylor, this is the episode that po- always pops into my mind. Sure. Uh, it's the. Well, or maybe it's the next one. The next one, I think, is definitely a, a more. It's it's the next hatred. one, yeah. But it's this it's this era of Matt and Julie's mm-hmm. relationship that, yeah, uh, I think really is the reason for the Julie Taylor hateometer. So, if you don't well, get the, it now, the, folks, the even numbered seasons: season two, Julie with the Swede, and yeah. season four, Julie with the BS that we're about to fall into. Yep. Woof. All right. Uh, what is our, uh, I don't want to say friend, we're still feeling them out. What does our <laughs> trial friend, Haven Iron Oak, have to say about it? Yeah. Just as the East Dillon Lions start to perform as a team, the town of Dillon is rocked with the news of the death of Matt's dad. Coach and Mrs. Taylor and Julie all do their part to help Matt weather the storm. Landry and Riggins and the rest all rally to help as well, but ultimately Matt must make Peace with his dad on his own. Meanwhile, Becky connects with Luke after he's been paintballed by some former friends, <laughs> and the two finally. <laughs> yes. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that's it. Is there more on your end on the computer? Nope, because on the app, not. that's it. There's not. Uh... He has fallen into Movie Dude One territory. <laughs> This one, as I was reading it, there's a couple of moments. The two ampersands, like right next to each other. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. There's some of the wording. Some of the wording. wording. He's starting to descend into madness, which we love to see. (laughs) So was this on? I'm trying to figure out. Is 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 the ellipses at the end like on purpose? Like he's implying, like eh, they finally, you know. Or did it just like get cut off somehow? I don't know. I feel like he's being, at first I thought it was like a mistake, but maybe he's trying to be suggestive on what happens with Becky and Luke. It's either, it's either, but like they don't really, I guess. They might. Yeah. Because, you know, the, we see them in school. I don't know if it's this episode or the next. Next, yeah. And she's like, oh, I bet you wouldn't brag to all your football buddies and stuff. So maybe maybe it's implied. I guess. I don't know. That's, it's the bad. That's, that is definitely (laughs) one level writing because it almost comes off as like he started writing that and was like, oh, I'll put the ellipses at the end. So I remember to come back to this before I publish it. But then he just. Yeah, because he definitely it's not like he hit the imdb plot summary character limit or something right it's not that long no i've seen longer from him i'm pretty sure yeah all right well i like i said i initially thought maybe it was a mistake but i'm i'm leaning towards he's being suggest suggest okay i I think that's a fair thing but it's still just a bad it's weird that doesn't yeah uh, on a movie dude one scale, 
I'd probably give this like a uh four, maybe a five. Yeah, I think that's a good good spot for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, what does Movie Dude Two have to say? <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see what Movie Dude Two has to say about this. Here it is. <clears throat> As the Taylor family gathers around Matt, the Saracen family prepares to put to rest Matt's dad, Henry. Vince and Luke begin to put their beef to rest as the Lions get their first win, while the Riggins brothers, Landry and Matt, are determined to put to rest any doubt of whether Matt's dad is dead. (laughs) And Becky puts to rest her hopes of being Miss Young Texas. Yeah. There it is. I like it. I like it. Very. That's that's good. I thought you were going to go with gathered when you first started it. Yes. As Um, I read it, I I assumed that's what you thought just as mm -hmm. I read it there. But yeah, no. Yeah, that's 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 movie dude one esque for sure. Um, a little bit still too high quality. <laughs> uh, I mean, on the movie dude one scale, that's a, that's a seven or an eight. Oh wow, that's I feel like that's generous. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I tried to fit as many. I think I did keep it to. I kept it to two sentences mm-hmm. uh, there, so I covered the entirety of our characters with. Uh, just two sentences. So that's what I tried to do there. Um, yeah. All right. I, good. I, again, I, I set the bar low, uh, (laughs) to start with, and I'm just going to keep slowly working my way up and I'm okay with that. So take some practice. All right. I will go ahead and submit that, uh, after we record tonight. So hopefully you guys, by the time this episode airs, we'll be able to, you know, go read it for yourself. Give us, give us your own rating. All right. This episode starts off. Uh, once again, the East Dillon lions are getting their butts kicked on the football field. Uh, yeah. And Vince and Luke kind of are tired of it and they decide to kind of take things into their own hands a little bit. Yeah, they're gonna run a wildcat offense mm-hmm. uh, against coach's coach's wishes. I think Luke says something like, "We're not supposed to do that" or something in the huddle. Yeah, Vince says, "Well, I make the calls, you know, whatever." Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince ends up scoring a touchdown, but Coach is pretty ticked off. But he can't be too ticked, right? Because they scored, but he's right. obviously ticked. Yes, but he's and I think he's even more mad at that. Like he's like, I'm. He's mad that he didn't call the play <laughs> and mad that it worked against yeah. his wishes. I think. Yep. Um. He's going, who called that play? Hey, who called that play? He's asking everybody, who called that play? <laughs> he uh, puts Vince in on defense. Which I think he does uh, uh, frequently. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah. they Vince forces a fumble on the first, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They turn over the ball. Um, coach tells Vince, hey, I call the plays. But you want to do it again? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he calls another wildcat play but he has Vince throw the ball this time Vince uh passes to Luke and, which is a little bit uh JD McCoy Matt Saracen-esque here uh but Matt passes to Luke another touch well no cuz Luke's not the quarterback mm-hmm. at this point as I say um, Luke was a Luke was a running back running back star. yeah uh so they get another touchdown they still lose the game but they actually scored so yeah, scored two touchdowns in the last like three or four minutes of play right. or fewer. Right. So they have a lot to be pumped about. Coach says they got nothing to be ashamed of. Vince and Luke kind of exchange a look like, all right, uh, where they're, yeah, 
if in the words of movie dude two, putting their beef to rest, mm-hmm. uh, I'd also like to point out that 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 I just noticed now that that's kind of mixing metaphors there because you squash the beef, you don't put oh. the beef to rest. So I feel like that's another movie dude two or movie dude one. It's <laughs> uh, all right thing here. Um, at the end of all that though, Coach kind of gathers everybody together and says, "Take a knee," and he has Lance say a prayer for Matt Saracen. I was really shocked. That is not the time. Because like we decided a few episodes ago because coach called him his office, called him Landry and was like, hey, here's a serious moment. You're going to be punting. So I'm like, okay, for serious moments, he'll pull out a Landry. But you know, when he's messing with him, he'll call him Lance. This is not a messing with him. What are you doing, coach? Hey, uh, your best friend's dad just died. Lance, you want (laughs) to say a prayer? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Pick your spots, coach. <laughs> okay. This was interesting to me, though, because on the subtitles, I always watch everything with subtitles because uh, mm-hmm. I was in too many loud bands uh, for too <laughs> long uh, in high school and college. But I watch everything with subtitles, and they've never done this before. But when he said Lance, on the subtitles, they spelled it L-A-N-D-S, like shortening Landry to Lance. No. lands and so i i'm pretty sure that's just a mistake by the whoever wrote the subtitles they weren't in on the joke and so they yeah they went with lands but it's that's, been a bit no, right like he uses 100%. it purposely yeah. because the first time we hear it he says something along the lines of it's this kid lance yeah. like he wouldn't call him that to right if he didn't know to him tammy's well. yeah yeah because yeah. like, by the we, way yeah, sorry, just got to interrupt this because uh, it's happening right now. In the second quarter, SDSU is beating uh, Colorado State twenty-one to ten at football, <laughs> which is insanely impressive because they re- basically this is one of those games that colleges do, um, like big big colleges like yeah. Colorado State. They'll be like, oh, we'll invite going. some FCS team to mm-hmm. our and we'll beat the crap out of them, and we're as of right now winning. So, hey, big deal. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, cut that out. the, like my daughter's name is Millie. Well, it's technically Emiliana, but we call her Millie, but for short, we call her Mills, you know? Mm-hmm. So like Landry lands, but no, uh, I don't think so. But it did make me stop and think for a minute that maybe that's what coach mm-hmm. was doing, but no, no entirely inappropriate coach. 100% Lance he, <laughs> lands is not even a, no, it's like clumsy to say yeah, lands that ain't it. All right, so Julie and Landry go over to force Matt to watch a bad movie with them. Matt is sitting in his room watching a video his dad had sent him like some previous Christmas from Afghanistan. Uh, We get an outdated cultural reference here. Matt's dad in Afghanistan says, we're doing a good job here. Going to be out of here soon. (laughs) I, thought he was, I think he's in Iraq, right? Not is Afghanistan. He in Iraq? Dang. I thought that, yeah. That's all right, the, though. Still, job still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't quite work as well, but not as Yeah, well, not, as, not as timely. Uh, so, Matt is obviously. Who knows? He, he enlisted so many times. Who knows where he was at? He might have. Yeah, I think he was in Iraq before, but maybe got called to Afghanistan. Who freaking knows? Very possible. Um. But yeah, Matt is obviously having a hard time still, understandably having a hard time. 
and so, yeah, Julian Landry trying to cheer him up. Uh, I thought this was a nice little touch, but like all of plaster all over Matt's walls are drawings of hands. Yes, that was which nice. uh, was the only thing that the artist Richard Sherman told him was like the only thing that he didn't hate from Matt's work. Yes, so yes, and Landry even uh, points mm. out the one that uh, Richard had had uh, torn off the sheet and said, ah, "I like this one." That was a nice touch. Uh, we see Vince waking up to a phone call. It's Coach Taylor. Vince is in the paper for making co-conference player of the week. Um, and they, whoever they is, want Vince to go down to the pancake breakfast, which is at 1 o'clock, which when he said breakfast. that, which he, when he said that, I was like, why are they having a breakfast at 1 o'clock? And then Vince asked the exact same <laughs> question uh, and speak to some Pop Warner football kids. So, yeah, Vince uh, gets up, gets ready. They don't have any electric or water in the house. Can't find his mom to ask her about it. Turns out she's passed out outside on the bench outside. Kind of a sad little scene there. Yeah, yeah. He helps her back inside. But yeah, it's definitely a, it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim and Becky's mom are at Becky's pageant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn there that there's an empty seat. Yeah, because Becky's dad didn't show. Uh-huh. Uh, we see kind of some of the talents going through. I don't remember. I didn't write any of them down, but there was some <laughs> some pretty funny, you know, what you would expect from high school girls at the time, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I didn't write any down either, except that Becky's was a uh, xylophone. Yes. She's playing the xylophone. Uh, so that leads me to a question, though. If you were going to if you're in a beauty pageant, what would your talent be? It wasn't wasn't Becky's? She was singing a song from Wicked. Oh yeah, Cher's Wicked. Yeah, Tim was ragging on the girl that chose. Xylophone. Yeah, from Xylophone. Like, yeah, my advice to her would be just to quit. I think. Tim yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what would your uh, what would your pageant talent be? Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, I imagine it would have to be something with my memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like, a good call. That's a good call. Maybe like recall, uh, like state capitals or something. Um, or like dates, I don't know, of like specific historical, although I'm not really that good with historical. <laughs> uh, oh, not terrible. Um, that like, I suppose, God, all my, yeah, all my, all my talents are with my memory. Like I'm like thinking like trivia, but that's not a talent. That's just, <laughs> um, I don't really, I don't know. Yeah. Hard to put, hard to put on because trivia is a talent but not a beauty pageant yeah and that's something you can show off because you can't nobody knows you're not like pre-preparing the questions like hey can somebody from the audience ask me a random (laughs) trivia question yeah it doesn't work yeah Yeah, i mean i would i would start on the musical side but i don't yeah i don't know what i would do for that either yeah more of those showy talents I don't know that I can blow anybody away uh, with <laughs> with with those talents. I am just I don't know, man. You capable. play get that crap out of my head once. <laughs> forget about it. There we go. I would I would uh, do some like uh, rap rock screaming from the <laughs> early two thousands. That would be my talent. I like it. I could do a headstand for a pretty wildly long amount of time. That would maybe be. <laughs> can you really? Talent, yeah. <laughs> It's right. like a, a party trick I used to bust out every now and then. I'd be like, check this out. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd like to see that. Yeah. Well, next well, time we're in person and uh, not on a hardwood floor, 
I'll happily. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I've got weirdly good balance. <laughs> so, you know, I really want to try yoga because of that. Because yeah. for somebody who uh, is pretty uncoordinated in general, I've got weirdly good balance. So, yeah. Well, uh, yoga with Adrian, that's what my wife does every day. I want to do. And she likes it. DDP yoga. <laughs> DDP so, yoga. So. Nice. Do you, do you got like a free trial or something that you can? No, I need to just order the DVDs and get get it over with because I know once yeah. I spend that money, I'll you'll, be like, okay, I have to do this. But yeah. it's just, I gotta, yeah, I gotta go through with it. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like D, if anybody's gonna motivate you, it'd, it'd be DDP. I was almost saying DDT. Um, but. Yeah, uh, there's a guy that uh, on a podcast that I follow now that he started doing DDP yoga and he's lost like a ton of weight. Oh, really? Um, so, but he mentioned in there that uh, he was like, that he had been doing DDP yoga and they, like one of the things they give him like, or like they send like dietary restrictions. Like if you have to do this, this and like, apparently mm-hmm. alcohol is just like, don't drink alcohol like oh, by any, yeah. but he's like, but if you do like <laughs> clear alcohols are pretty much, yeah. you know, what you have to clear liquors. So, well, we'll see if we get to that, but <laughs> yeah. Enjoy that Lafroig now uh, before we get into <laughs> DDP. Yeah. Next, we're over at Matt's dad's wake at the Saracen household. Um, Buddy has cornered Matt <laughs> yeah. and is giving him a very, it's supposed to be like a, cons- uh, like a consoling little pep talk, but it's, it's really just really pro military and uh, yeah. <laughs> Pro America, he was a hero. All that, yeah, yep. Um, so yeah, I think this is always see of buddy, but it's a very buddy moment. Yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah, you can kind of see in Matt's face that he's not handling it super yeah. well emotionally, and you can tell in Julie's face that she's kind of concerned. Yeah. Uh, but we get interrupted by a phone call. Uh, yes. Grandma Saracen. Uh, Brings the well, the landline to Tim Riggins, yeah. Um, which that might be the outdated pop culture oh, reference of the week. Like, yeah. when was the last time you called a landline for like not a restaurant? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I could see Grandma Saracen still having a landline, like if it was now, but but Tim would have a cell phone that Becky exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's Becky calling uh freaking Matt's house to get a hold of Tim, which like Becky. Ugh. Come on, dude. Freaking come on. Causes a bit of a scene. She's a little bit embarrassed, but like she should have seen it coming. Like, what the hell are you thinking? I feel like that's something that like assuming she's like 15 or 16 in this, I, I feel like that's something that she'll remember when she's 23 and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I called that yeah. house. Yeah, exactly. Wake. Like that's something that would haunt me for the rest of my life. Yep. And she literally just like called him to thank him for coming. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, he's just like, yeah, basically appalled. Sorry, I did miss. There was a scene in between yeah. here. Yep. Of, uh, and that's where I wrote Becky is embarrassed. I jumped over it, but, uh, yep where Becky's mom is yelling at Becky's dad over the phone yes. back at the pageant. Um, and she causes a bit of a scene and Becky's embarrassed. <sighs> and that's when we, we cut back and we see Tim get the call from Becky causes less of a scene than I had earlier implied. Yep. But like people are still definitely like people are giving looks like why call? is, why is Tim Riggins getting a phone call 
yes. at Matt Saracen's house during his father's wake. Yeah, conflated those a little bit, but yes, it was bad all around for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Matt, we see Matt outside talking to like a military guy, a soldier of some sort who tells. He said him, he was a local recruiter. Okay. Yeah. What he says. Yeah. And this was like a honor job or whatever mm-hmm. for him to come to the wake and that he makes a point. He always makes it like, so you didn't know my dad. No, I didn't know him, but I always make it a point to uh, learn as much as I can uh, about people. And uh, he says that, yeah, I heard your dad was a real jokester uh, in camp, like always praying, playing pranks and practical jokes and stuff. And Matt kind of loses it. At that, because we've never seen Henry Saracen be anything but a complete dick uh, to Matt. And so, yeah, Matt's like, no, (laughs) that wasn't my dad. You must have made a mistake. uh, Yeah, yeah, that's the wrong guy. And Landry kind of bails him out of that situation. So they go inside and then they get another knock on the door. Yep. Well, no, before that, Landry tells Matt. That he and the Riggins boys are uh, taking him far away, and oh. they're gonna they're gonna you know yep. uh, have a good time to take his mind off of things. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, there's there's a knock at the door while Andrew's telling about it. Uh, it's Joe and JD McCoy. Oh my gosh, the stud of suds and the <laughs> son of su- son of studs. <laughs> son of studs. <laughs> There's son of suds. <laughs> That's tough to <laughs> right. say. Son of suds. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, the stud and the son of suds um, who are, even if they were genuinely there to express their condolences, mm. Mm, just maybe don't. Yeah. Maybe pick a different time. Or like have it, Send de- a card. Have it delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Like leave it on the doorstep. Something like, yeah. Pretty bad taste. Uh, yeah. Matt what? literally like stops the mid sentence and is just like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Shuts the door on him. Uh, yeah. Matt's pretty fed up with all of <laughs> yeah. everything right now. Uh, Luke's out running. We see uh, him out for a run and JD and another Panther, anonymous Panther that we don't know, drive up alongside of him. They start to give him crap about v- Vince being the co-conference player of the week with JD. Yeah. Um, instead of Luke. So yeah, they're, they're giving him a hard time. Yeah, JD's like, look at the, look at this paper. You see this guy, that's me. And like, he's just like being a real weird cocky. ass. Ugh, yeah. He's very, he's a very, he does a good job of being repulsive. This For actor sure. does. It's very bad. Uh, Luke calls him JD McDick, which I thought was great. Uh, <laughs> great line. <laughs> JD McDick. I wrote, hell yeah. Get him Luke. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I love that. Um, they invite Luke to play paintball with yeah. them this weekend. That might be an outdated pop culture reference. What was the last time you went I don't paintball? Think lot, I think, you know, airsoft kind of took that over amongst the oh. teens. Uh, oh. but last time I went paintballing was probably, 2011 2012 it's been a while yeah used to do it with my youth group kids we like (laughs) me and this other guy that i uh we kind of like joined our youth groups together (laughs) 
we spend a bunch of church money on paintball guns so that we could take the <laughs> the guys out paintballing and it was worth it. Well, not just the guys, yeah. the girls came and played too. So I will say I've I've never fun. done like an airsoft situation, but I I've only gone paintballing once and I really enjoyed it. Like the uh, you know like where your teams and yeah. you know trying to get each other out and stuff like mm-hmm. super fun. It was awesome. I loved um, it. But I probably haven't done that. I, it was probably over half my life ago was the last time that I was probably like 16 <laughs> or 17 years old. So yeah. Um, anyway, we don't have to talk about that. Uh, Luke says he'll think about it <laughs> yeah. uh, about the paintballing. Tammy, a company's Matt too. Did you catch the name of this place? I did not. The grief store. No. Yes. What? The grief store? <laughs> the grief store. Is that like almost has to be a real place? Otherwise, why would I you name guess. it? Why would you write it in a script as the grief store? Yeah. I'm Googling it. The yeah, grief, the grief store, store, Austin, Austin Texas. Texas yeah. It's a real place. <laughs> it looks like it's maybe now been renamed. The Austin Center for Grief call. and Loss. That's probably a good call. <laughs> but if you Google grief store, Austin, Texas, it yeah. Comes up on the yellow pages and MapQuest. I've been to MapQuest in a while. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Tammy's accompanying Matt to the grief store, which as we've learned is a real place, although they have <laughs> renamed. Uh the salesman's pretty blatant about upselling, which is really tasteless that's really gross um and he's even open about why he's doing it because the government is picking up the tab which is still like pretty gross um it's it's the whole funeral business thing is kind of gross in the first place but uh yeah to take advantage of a kid of a poor kid uh that's taken it to a whole nother level so tammy it's i'm I'm, sorry i'm very fascinated by it like i um you know what i always say is just like no coffin for me please just wet wet mud (laughs) 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 uh but no seriously though i i really like you know i don't get it i literally would just like to be in like a box like sure. the cheapest, the cheapest box you can find. Cause I'm going to decay either way. Right. Like it doesn't. Yep. Uh, I'm fine with that. Bummer can, to think about, but like you it's can cream inevitable it, or yeah, care, or that, do yeah. that, uh, makes no difference to me. Shouldn't make any difference to anybody yeah. else. Fuel but. industry is bullshit. I'm calling us. I'm calling you all out right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it, it is weird though. How like they basically, exploit the mem and he was doing this with matt like if you know your your father deserves deserves the best and so you want to give him the best don't you you know right like and that's very real like even for non-military members they do that shit yeah absolutely super weird it's expensive to die folks yeah um yeah but tammy sees through the BS because Matt's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Can we please like, can I sign something and yeah. can I go? And so Tammy takes over and calls the dude out, um, which is, which is great. Mm-hmm. My question is why was Tammy the one that was there anyway? Wouldn't Moss Harrison. Right. Yeah. Go? I don't know if this is maybe care grandma or what. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense because 
because Julie and like I'm sure yeah like you know Moss Harrison is like estranged yeah so it makes sense that maybe she maybe she offered maybe like Moss Harrison was like oh I can go with him and Tammy was maybe like you know what maybe I'll go with him because yeah you've you've been through a lot and I can help and they're you know dating my daughter etc right right yeah but it's a good thing Tammy's there because she handles it well. Tammy yep. handles those situations. As Julie says, she's great in crisis. So yep, yep. She puts some puts the funeral director on blast. Basically says like, listen, you and I both know that the government isn't going to pick up the entire tab. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll pick up most of it. Aside from was it four thousand dollars, or was it more? It was nine thousand. Nine thousand. Yeah. yeah, nine thousand total. And like, she's like, do you think that kid out there's got nine thousand dollars to pay for his dad's funeral? Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Tammy. Yep. We see uh, Bozo and Vince getting trained at a chop shop to steal yeah. cars. S- seemed yeah. like it was kind of out of nowhere. Here. Yeah. I, I I literally, as I turned to this page in my notes, I was like, oh yeah, that scene happened because this never comes back in this episode or the next. Or the so. next. Yeah. I don't I don't remember if it does later on. Uh, the only Please thing- forgive us if you know what's coming and this is related <laughs> to it. Yeah. We're sorry. The only thing, I mean, unless it was just a setup, because, you know, he said, what does he say? Don't panic, keep calm and get paid or something like that. Mm. And then Vince says that to the Pop Warner kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so did they just have Vince, like, getting involved with (laughs) felonious activities just so they could have that little bit there? Yeah. I don't know. Questionable. I think Uh, we also did hear what Bozo's name was. Uh, at some point in this episode or the next, but I I didn't make a note of it. I didn't. I've been. I didn't care to make a note of it. I've been long forming <laughs> writing his name as bad influence friend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Matt and Julie are talking outside the Saracen house. Julie invites Matt to dinner. Matt's pretty distant uh, through the entire conversation. Yeah, Julie straight up asks him, "Like, are you all right?" Which I yeah. think is a Super dumb question, uh, but <laughs> yeah, come on, Julie. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, everybody. Aside right. from Tammy, in this situation, yes, like one hundred percent. Which it is hard to know what to say to somebody, but maybe just shut right. up. Right? Yeah, uh, that's always a good. Um, but Matt, Matt's response to "Are you all right?" Uh, in the process of that response, he points out that hey, this is just something that happens. It'll happen to you too someday. Points out that. Coach mm. Taylor is going to die mm-hmm. someday. To which I don't know if Julie's never considered her own father's mortality, but she probably she hasn't. She, probably not. Uh, but she, yeah, kind of gets a look on her face that that shakes her a little bit. It seems. Uh, Tammy and Julie come home, and <laughs> I just wrote, "Geez, <laughs> <laughs> Gracie's eating popcorn." <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we don't need to get into it too much, but whoa. <laughs> uh, Coach is home watching Gracie. Coach asks Julie how Matt's doing, and Julie's, Julie says he's trying. Mm-hmm. And you can see that Julie is struggling with it, and she kind of breaks down a little bit. Yeah, Coach, consoles, Coach like, consoles her, and he's, he says he somehow intuits that she is sad that he is going to die someday and he says I'm not going anywhere <laughs> so I don't know if they cut out a little dialogue yeah. or if he just if he just figured that's what she was thinking about but um, if so did, yeah impressive coach did you catch the little easter egg in this scene 
The what? The Easter egg in this scene. I did not. Um, so Coach, you probably got distracted by Gracie, which is fair. Yeah. Um, but Coach is watching college football, and we overhear uh, oh, that no Brian way. Smash Williams is playing. Oh. They say, like, we're not sure if he's ready to start, but Brian Smash Williams is sure making a case for it. Oh, nice. Uh, no, I missed that. I thought you were going to say that uh, it was Mike Leach talking about pirates. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> swinging your sword, but... No, I missed that. I did. I was yeah. way too distracted by fair. what yep. was going on with Gracie. So, no, nice. Nice to hear from Brian. Brian. Uh, yeah. So, Coach coach and Julie have a little moment. Yep. Um, we're over at the pancake breakfast now. Breakfast at one yeah. point. Uh, yeah, we're at the, the pancake, and I put even in quotation marks in my <laughs> notes, <laughs> breakfast. Uh, J.D., Basically goes up and just brags about how great he is to the kids. So sh- like schmoozy. Yeah. It's weird. Just. Yeah. yeah. I like. I'm almost like critical of the writers for how much of a villain they made JD. Like even though they give him a reason to be a villain. Like yeah. he went from like meek little like. Yes, like super afraid innocent. of his dad and super yeah. innocent to like extremely cocky, not caring. Like, yeah, it's almost uncharacteristic of what we, you know, know from JD from the beginning. Like, I wish they would have snuck in a little bit of like Flashes. being a dick before, yeah, before he went full heel turn because it's, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, I get his hate for Coach Taylor for sure. But like, mm-hmm. for him to become arrogant about himself as well as like, yeah, it's a little to, uncharacteristic. But and and not just like to Matt or to Coach, but like to children. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it just they figure the whole stud of suds beating the crap out of him thing in an Applebee's parking lot that plus like getting the starting job and being the guy like, right really inflated his ego I guess yeah messed him up or something but but JD is yeah he's doing his thing uh he has some like super cheesy cliche line at the end about like be a hero become a champion <laughs> I see it in you <laughs> Uh, but yeah, super arrogant and gross. Vince's turn. Vince kind of freezes up when he gets up there. Uh, and then, like I said before, he gives them like the same line that the chop shop guy gave mm-hmm. them about, uh, stealing cars. Don't panic. Stay cool. Get paid. And the kids love it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Get paid. Um, a little weird note about the scene is Jess is also there because she, as we learned a couple episodes ago with Landry punting, she helps out with like yeah. the youth football program. Um, she's basically there just to roll her eyes at Vince. <laughs> I didn't even think about the fact that she was there, but yeah. yeah. I only did because Angie asked, she was like, why was she there? And yeah. even I, for a second, I was like, why was she there? But then I remembered. Uh, yeah. Her little brothers or cousins or whoever all those kids were. Yep. Uh, so next, Matt, Tim, Landry, and Billy are out drinking on the football field. Yeah. They're getting tuned up for sure. <laughs> uh, they're trying to... They're like reminiscing about the state championship <laughs> and they're trying to come up with a nickname for for Matt. He yep. needs he needs a nickname that they can reminisce about. 
Yeah, so, tries first with Matt Mayday Saracen. I like it personally. Which, well, is stolen from Cheers. Mayday oh, yeah, Malone. Mayday Malone, yeah. Uh, and then Cobra, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> that, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, Matt kind of opens up during all of this, <laughs> or after all this. Matt kind of opens up about having to eulogize for his father, who he hated. Uh, Matt kind of laments about his dad, mentions that because of the closed casket, he doesn't even know if his dad is in the casket, which I think is like kind of a weird, um, I don't know if that's like a, supposed to be like part of the grieving process or if they were trying to write that in because like of the like his dad being a joker and stuff like he, yeah. them getting the wrong guy. Um, mm. Kind of hard to determine exactly what's going through Matt's head with, with uh, this whole thing monologue but yeah he yeah. says i don't even know if my dad's in there because they're we're gonna have a closed casket which was mentioned earlier at the grief store um that sounds like a bit like that sounds like a bit when you say yeah it, the grief uh, store. tim comes up with maybe the dumbest riggins brother idea <laughs> ever it's so earnest though i feel like it's really tim like i feel like tim actually thought this was a good idea and like hey we're going to do this for you, Maddie. <laughs> We're going to go find out for sure. Uh, if yeah. your dad's in that, that only casket. one way to find out says Tim. Yeah. <clears throat> and we cut to the boys breaking into the funeral home and the dead of night. Also, sorry. One thing I, I thought was really funny about this scene before we get to the funeral home is that they were drinking on the Dylan Panthers field. Oh, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. I suppose because they're reminiscing or yeah or something. But I just noticed the fact that they were they had all the field lights on again. Uh, yeah, they got all those on. They're drinking, which I feel like is not a great idea for like Landry, who is right. uh, <laughs> currently a high schooler playing. Well, football. any of them, like I'm sure, like well, I, was thinking, I, I, I was thinking about this. I was going to suggest to you before I thought about it. I was like. The next time we're both in Platt, we should go have a beer on the football field. And then I was like, no, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> like having yeah. alcohol on school property. Like, yeah, don't do that. That's a no go. No. <laughs> no, it's a really bad idea. But again, you know, it's Dylan, Texas and it's Tim Riggins and Matt Saracen. Billy Riggins had a great career of his own, so they'd, they'd probably get yeah. away with it. That's true. Yeah, they have that clout that we don't have in Platt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. be like hey remember i was the guy that broke my jaw remember that <laughs> uh no i think the whole like needing to see his dad thing i kind of took it yeah more in lines of like part of the grieving process part of like never really like knowing his dad for the past you know 10 years and him being absent and you know not being able to quote unquote, see your dad for one last time when he's mm -hmm. been so absent anyway, I think would be, would just, yeah, that'd be super hard to deal with and, and grieve. So yeah, that was kind of my interpretation of it. <clears throat> Not that they actually got the wrong guy. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I, to back to the, just one more comment on the drinking in the football field. I almost took it as half because that's where their most of their school ties are to for, I mean, Billy, Tim yeah. and Matt and for 75% of Landry, uh, but also as maybe a sign of disrespect. Yeah. Right. Uh, to the current Dylan Panthers team. Cause they yeah. were leaving cans just strewn <laughs> all over the field. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you get a, 
what was your count for Tim? So here's here's how I counted this scene was we get three cuts and Tim mm-hmm. is drinking a beer in each one. So I just went with at least three on okay. this scene. Sure. So pro- almost certainly more, but I yeah. just put at least three for the beer tally on that. And there's one more later. So we have four total. Yep. I uh, think that's the right way to do it. It's yeah. it's conservative, but it's honest. Yeah. So yeah, we'll exactly. I mean, there are probably like, <laughs> like 30 cans on the field <laughs> at one point that we see. And yeah. we know Landry ain't drinking 10. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we the boys break into the funeral home. Billy leaves a beer in the entryway. <laughs> or at least a can. I miss that. So Billy's still drinking. Yeah, he's um the funeral director is still in there. And uh Matt demands to see his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the funeral director kind of tries to talk him out of it a little bit. Like, no, I thought we agreed this is a bad idea. I don't think you want to do this. But yeah, Matt, Matt's pretty insistent. And uh, yeah, he takes a look and we don't see what's what's in there. But it's uh, very apparent that it's pretty hard to look at. Yeah, we see Matt's reaction to all of it. And it's uh, a master class of acting. Ooh. Zach Kilford should have gotten the Emmy this season. <laughs> Agreed. Come on the show and bring yeah. your what? What's his wife's name or ex-wife? Didn't we? Didn't we go through he's a whole? Married. Yeah, yeah. He's married. I don't remember what we, her name. We is, went though. through her whole IMDb the other yeah. <laughs> the other week. Okay, we don't need to look up that IMDb yeah. again. But next we see JD and Luke and the other Panther on their way to paintball. Luke's driving. They're in Luke's truck. Uh, the other kid is in the back, like shooting parked cars and pedestrians and JD thinks it's awesome. They're having a good time. Luke is, as we know, a very good kid and Mm. he's, he's not very happy about it. Kind of goes off on him a little bit, eventually kicks him out of his truck and like basically drags JD out of the cab. And yeah, they, they get into it. Uh, lots of paintballs are shot uh, <laughs> at point blank range <laughs> yeah. at each other. Um, but it's pretty clear that like this friendship is pretty officially over at this point. Yep. Yeah. As, uh, as Luke drives off, JD shoots at his truck with several paintballs. Mm-hmm. Shooting the uh, Tipman 98 custom, I believe yeah. from my <laughs> back in All my right. paintball days. We got a, we got an enthusiast here. <laughs> Tim, the same night, uh, is polishing off who knows how many, uh, what his number of beers is at this yeah. point. But he's he's enjoying an outdoor beer after we've already seen him <laughs> consume several with the boys. Yep. Uh, in the backyard, uh, Becky comes out to say hi. Turns out she received second runner up at the pageant. Yeah. Um. Tim says second runner up that third place. <laughs> Uh, that sucks. <laughs> uh, or like he tries to sugarcoat it and Becky's like, no, that sucks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty much sucks. Tim kind of vaguely recounts his evening, like recounts that it was a rough evening. Right. Uh, and says, do you ever just feel completely useless? Becky says, you're not useless. Oh, um, and asks him to close his eyes. She starts to kiss him, but he pushes her away and is, yeah, very yeah. adamant. Nope, that that's, nope. that's not happening. This can't happen. Nope. Uh, we Bad s- move, Becky. Yep. Nope. Not a good call. 
we see Becky going to uh, apparently drown her sorrows, I guess, uh, trying to buy beer at a gas station. What is she thinking? It, yeah, I don't know. Uh, even think, just given what we know about her living situation, she could just go inside go, the house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or even though, even though things just got awkward with Tim, she could probably just go get a few beers from Tim. Yeah. Uh, her mom's probably working at the bar and her mom seems like someone that would totally <laughs> let her drink at the bar. So yeah. especially if she said she was sad about a man or something for sure, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, she tries to buy beer and it doesn't work. She doesn't have ID. Um, but just so happens that Luke is there cleaning up in the bathroom from the little paintball exchange that he had with JD. Uh, he's got his shirt off. Um, catches Becky's eye a bit, but mm-hmm. he buys the the beer for her, says, yep, she's with me. This is my stuff. Buy the beer. She thanks him, starts to walk off, but he's like, hey, you want to go to a car wash? <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to a car wash. Um, so Becky Becky agrees. But you can tell Luke is uh, taking a little shining to... Oh, yeah. Well, to and we, we know already yeah, that Luke right. has a crush on her. So. Yep. Matt shows up at the Taylor house late for dinner. Very late. He apologizes. He's pretty shook. Is this the same night as he I was just out is. drinking several beers at the Riggins and, and Landry? All right. I think it is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It must be because he's shook. Yeah. And I think still a little intoxicated. Yeah. Um, looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> looks really bad. Not doing well. Uh, he kind of breaks down and has a little moment uh, by his own words. I think I'm having a moment. Um, and yeah, kind of goes off on how much he hates his dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coach kind of stops Matt as he's leaving, uh, offers to walk him home. That's kind of the, the end yeah. of that. They, they, I th- yeah. I think. Uh, oh yeah, because Coach asks him, he's like, "Do you drive over here?" And Matt says, "Nope, had a nice little walk." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt has a quote here that I thought was pretty powerful um, when he's going off. I'll just read the whole thing. It says, I hate him. I don't like hating people. I put all my hate on him so I don't have to hate anyone else. And so that I could be a good person, you know, to my grandmother and to my friends, to your daughter. That's all I want to say. Just to tell him to his face that I hate him, but he doesn't even have a face. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably be shook too. Yeah. Yeah. Over at the Saracen household, they're uh, getting ready for the funeral is the next thing we see. Um, Matt's mom helping grandma get ready. Uh, We go to the graveside then. Uh, Who gets out of the car but uh, Lila Garrity. Haven't Mm -hmm. seen her in a while. Yeah. But uh, Matt shares some some words. He does the eulogy or whatever. um, And he tells a story about uh, his dad... And his mom, they're all, and grandma all shopping together. And his dad puts the wrong kind of toilet paper in the cart. And grandma, I got to assume grandma didn't suffer from dementia then, but she was still yeah. just awful. Uh, <laughs> gets pissed at him for picking the wrong toilet paper. That's not the kind we use. And storms off, apparently, uh, which is very reminiscent of her getting ticked about the wrong snack cookies or whatever. Yeah. I really thought the story was going to go in a different direction. I thought it was going to be a story about like how awful Matt's dad was for like mistreating Grandma Saracen, but yeah. it ends up being like actually a 
Yeah. Like a nice little story about how he shoved all the brands of toilet paper in the in the grocery cart and they all had a laugh. Yep. He thought that was hilarious. Uh, then he says, you know, dad was funnier than he let on. Uh, he missed, you know, a lot of my birthdays and all that and wasn't there. Missed a lot of my life. But he did that because he was doing a job that nobody else really wants to do. And it's because of what he does that we enjoy, did we enjoy the freedom to have birthdays and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know that Matt really believes that. I don't know. What do you think? Right. I, do, I, do I think he's saying that to comfort himself or just to say it for the sake I think of he was, the funeral. I think he was saying it for the sake of the funeral. I think yeah. every word that he said was for the sake of the funeral and to not make a scene and not break down. And so I honestly, I do think he meant the second part about the military. I think he transitioned into that specifically so he could have a reason to be like what my dad did was, you know, respectable or whatever, because yeah. otherwise he would have probably gotten very upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He transitioned into a, a universal topic, I guess that he, yeah, I think whatever felt like, trying uh, to, yeah, to me, it felt like trying to cope and justify his dad oh, for sure. being there. So yeah, <clears throat> pretty rough. Uh, they sh- I don't know if you saw, did you see the picture of like Henry on the coffin? Mm-mm. Looked looked nothing like him. Really? It, I, d- I, I don't think it was the same guy. How could they not get a picture of the actor who played Henry Saracen in like a uniform? But yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe it was like, like a, like a back to the future situation where he like wanted money or something. And, <laughs> but no, they got the video of him earlier in the scene. So yeah. yeah right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you were talking like actual time travel situation. Oh no. Like uh, Crispin Glover who was yeah. in, like they inserted him into part two and he was like, no. <laughs> uh, so funeral's over. Lila and Tim kind of exchange a look as Lila is leaving. She mm-hmm. smiles at him. The grave workers start shoveling, shoveling dirt in, into the grave. But Matt, Walks up, takes a shovel, and uh, I put starts emotionally shoveling. Yeah, um, starts doing it himself. Vigorously shovels mm-hmm. several heaps of dirt into the casket. He kind of like he ends up like taking off his jacket. He's getting so worked up. Yep. yep. Um, that is where the episode ends. We got a little music cue over this song called "Driveway" by Great Northern. Okay, like Great Northern Tool. That's like a tool store that (laughs) you can go to. (laughs) All right. That's it. Roll credits. We will be right back to give out some awards for this episode. We're back. It's time to give out some awards. We're going to start, like we always do, with the Coach Taylor inspo rating. Anthony, what did you, you think of Coach this week? How do you do? Yeah, um, we don't get a lot of Coach this week. We get that opening. You know, you got to knock some points off calling Landry Lance <laughs> at, uh, before he asked him to deliver, deliver a prayer before uh, or mm-hmm. about Matt's father's death. So you got to knock some points off there. Um, you know, you got to kind of knock some points off for the lack of humility 
with the success of the Wildcat offense. <laughs> um, but on the flip side of that, you got to give them some some points for uh, handling Matt showing up at his house late and drunk. Yep. Um, and being so understanding about it. You know, we've seen yeah. Coach see Matt in a similar situation. Actually, so the scene where he's in the bathtub, I always thought was from this episode. Oh. Um, I don't know if you remember when we recorded that episode way back in like season one that yeah. I was like, I thought this happened way later. Yeah. Um, this is when I thought that was. So. Why was he in the bathtub? That was when his dad came back and then left, left. again. Yeah. Like, yep. Right. Yep. And he was like, how come nobody wants me? Like, and that like he and Julie had broken up. So he was like, my dad yeah. doesn't want me. Your daughter doesn't want me. Yeah. Yeah, no, similar, similar. I can see why you mix them up, but yeah, as far as coach goes, a powerhouse I, acting performance from Zach Guilford. Honestly, not that much of a exaggeration. He can be a real goofus maloofus sometimes, <laughs> but <clears throat> he brings it at times as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say with coach, I appreciated uh, that he he basically never like said anything stupid to Matt in his grief. I feel like everyone else like either offered crappy platitudes or just straight up said stupid stuff. But coach was just kind of present and there Mm -hmm. and supportive, um, whatever Matt needed. So that was good. I thought that while yes, he was ticked about Luke and Vince kind of taking over. I thought it did show a little humility actually to then call another wildcat play. And be like, all right, you guys were right. Like, let's uh, let's run another one. Because when they that first play that the uh, the rogue play that Vince and Luke called, or maybe it's just Vince, but uh, they were there were players in the huddle saying, "No, coach says we're not ready," or whatever, something like mm-hmm. that. Or other coaches. Um, so it was obviously a decision that coach had made beforehand. But then once it works, he's like, "All right, yep, let's go with it." So I give him a couple. Uh, a couple notches. Yeah, he did. He did come back from that. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, it's pretty middle of the road. I'd say like a five. Yep, I had a four or a five in mind. So let's go with a five for this week. Julie Taylor Hatometer. Um, we're not. I mean, we're about to hit it hard. I feel. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, next episode, we're gonna hit it hard. This was a pretty like. We see her kind of not understanding, I think, yes. Matt's grief. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say a one because yeah. she's mostly neutral, but she's definitely like just a little bit too not understanding. She has some moments when she asked Matt, Are you are you all right? That's dumb. Uh, when Matt has his moment over at their house, like she freaks out on her parents, like you're not gonna let him leave like that or whatever. Like yeah. she uh, is freaking out, but more, I felt like that was more a freak out based on her. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think a one is correct. Uh, that's a hard situation for a you know 17 year old to deal with mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but um, yeah, not great, but not terrible. Big Rig Beer Tally, what did we land on? Uh, at least four. <laughs> okay. Yep. We said three on the field and one with Becky. Yep. Okay. 
Probably more, but those probably are the ones we many count. more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we shouldn't even uh, try to give a Alamo Freeze presents Matt Saracen, Oshucks, Goofus, Malufus moment of the nope, week. We'll give him it. a break. Yep. Yep. That would be in about as good a taste as uh, the stud of suds and JD knocking on Matt's door with flowers during the <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. The Donnie Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Uh, what the only was the buddy one thing scene, we saw, yeah, we only the only buddy scene we get is him trying to console Matt. I don't know if it was a sleazeball oh. move, but it was definitely tone deaf. Yes, the Donnie Buddy Garrity tone deaf move of the week. <laughs> yeah, is uh, talking about Matt's dad being a hero and that he should take comfort in that. Joe McCoy stud of sud smug scumbag move of the week. Uh, definitely. I mean, it's all we got, but it was definitely a scumbag thing. One hundred percent. Yeah. Whether he intended it to be or not, uh, knocking on the door with flowers during the wake after their history. Notable music cues. We had the Great Northern. Anything else? Yep. Uh, Driveway by Great Northern. I can't remember if it was this episode or the next episode where there was like a bunch of like butt rock and I didn't <laughs> like it. It was so low in the mix that I didn't want to try to Shazam it. I think it was the next episode, but I'm going to quick look at the soundtrack on IMDb. Driveway by Great Northern. What's the Matter Man by Rollins Band? I do like Rollins Band. Uh, Driving My Life Away by Eddie Rabbit. I never heard that one. Oh. That must have got cut out. I like the sound of this song. You Can Go to Hell, I'm Going to Texas by Lonnie Spiker. I feel like that's like one of those country classics that lots of people sing. I'm not sure that I've heard the Lonnie Spiker version. Well, apparently I have, but. In a Colby um, Calais song? Yeah, I didn't catch that. I know that mm-hmm. song. I recognize that song, but I don't remember hearing it in this episode. How would you say the Junk Face song listed on the IMDb <laughs> soundtrack page? Adam Maka Taha Hisashi. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I found this very fun. I'm very kind of upset that zero of one found this interesting in the goofs. Uh, when Kennard is instructing Vincent Calvin, who's that's Bozo Calvin, uh, how to steal a vehicle after turning on the vehicle, he says the alternative is to quote unquote hot box this bitch. Hot boxing involves smoking inside of a closed area, such as a car, in order to increase the effectiveness of whatever is being smoked. The process he was actually referring to is hot wiring a car. <laughs> I he's not wrong. Yeah. I'm going to vote that it's interesting. Yeah, I should do the same, I suppose. I don't know if I can do that without a username, but All right, so that's our notable music cues. Uh our outdated pop culture reference of the week. We had paintballing, we had the landline. <laughs> yeah. I I I think that's the one is calling somebody else on someone's landline yes. because you know that they're there. So weird. Uh, yeah. Or like, call, I think about this sometimes with babysitters when, when we get babysitters for our kids and how like my parents would, when I was a kid would like leave the numbers of the house that they're going to, or even the restaurant that they're going yeah. to like, here's the number for the barrister. If you need anything, yeah. call us there. Uh, yeah. So that's just not something that happens anymore. <laughs> One night I got super drunk when I was 22, <laughs> my lost year. Uh-huh. Um, and I like 
I was in Mitchell and I called my mom and I was like, I'm lost in Mitchell. And I think I was just trying to be a drunk asshole because I knew exactly where I was going. Like I knew, yeah. I know I made it home like to where I was staying that night. Um, and my mom like called the bar that she knew that I was drinking at previously because uh, my friend's now ex-wife worked there. And like my mom like called the bar and asked for her. And I'm like, in retrospect, I'm like, God. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah oh yeah but i guess i brought that one on myself young (laughs) young anthony uh Uh, quote of the episode for this week i wrote down some stuff but i don't know if they're actually very good yeah Uh, i did not write any quotes down mostly because the ones that stood out to me were very long yeah um it doesn't look like there's any in the IMDb. I wrote down JD McDick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I wrote down Mac, Matt's kind of breakdown he has at the Taylors, which I won't read all again, but about hating his dad and about how his dad doesn't have a face anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the that would be my choice. Just going off of memory, this was I was thinking about this when we took a break, but this was kind of a heavy episode. Like it doesn't make for a lot of like, episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of sides or anything. <laughs> so I not guess a lot of troubles are great, but a great episode. Yeah. So no real comedic quotes to choose from. So we'll just go with a really powerful one of about hating and death and getting your face blown off. MVP of the episode. Matt Saracen. I mean, is that the sympathy vote? No, that's, I mean, he carries this episode. This whole episode is about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his, his performance is fantastic. Mm. This is, this is a, uh, this is, this is Matt's episode. Okay. Yeah. By that criteria, I agree. Uh, yeah. If you're going by all in the episode who has the most like, success and uh positive outcome in there because that's sometimes how i consider mvp of the episode but Mm -hmm. yeah you're right he definitely carries it and as an actor does quite well so congratulations matt saracen uh probably more so zach guilford you are this week's mvp of the episode all right our episode rating this is a 10 for me oh wow yeah yeah I this I see I never would have I never would have come up with this as what you were you've been referencing for weeks but um yeah powerful episode it's good I'm not going to agree with you on the 10 that's um, fair I think I would put it at more like an more like an 8 I don't know why it okay. didn't it didn't strike me as as hard as it did you and apparently the rest I'm wrong because the yeah. IMDb rating the people have spoken it's a 9.6 yeah. Reliving in the so. lights hive I want you to go off on Josh on Twitter <laughs> when this episode airs because that's fine that's fine uh you know honestly maybe it very well might have something to do with the fact that it's about losing your dad which is something that's you know fairly fresh uh, sure for that's me 100 the last fair. few years i didn't really make that connection but it might have something to do with it that's 100 so, fair so i i give it an eight you give it a 10 we're gonna meet in the middle at a nine if you're okay with that mm-hmm all right, Anthony. So before we wrap things up, do we have any uh, shout outs from our social media pages this week? Yeah, we had um, a few um, new listeners. So we got to shout them out who have interacted with us on social media. David B, 
aka Mr. Spider Clown. Mr. Spider Clown. Yes. Uh, uh, who, if you can't trust a spider clown, who can you trust? <clears throat> uh, tweeted us that uh, if you love hashtag FNL and you need a podcast, try at Reliving Lights. That's us. Uh, tons of fun. And the hosts have great rapport. They have a lot to say about one of the greatest shows of all time. Thank you, David B. I agree with all that, David. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for uh, joining us on this journey that we, our dumb little rewatch podcast that we started <laughs> uh, because of a global pandemic. Um, still, yeah. still got a pandemic going and still got a podcast going. So exactly. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're keeping after it. Um, and also new listener, Matt Whitson, who says, I'm doing my first rewatch of FNL and I just found your podcast to follow along with. Over the last two weeks, I've gotten 20 episodes in to catch up to where I am. Love the show. And thanks for getting me skilled at tallying Tim's beers each episode. There you go. Uh, I still am not skilled at tallying <laughs> Tim's beers. I think I replied that. Uh, also, I can't imagine 20 episodes over two weeks. I can't imagine anyone listening to us talk for hours yeah. a day for yeah. a couple of weeks straight but hey thanks matt we appreciate thank you it. i have a hard time listening to myself most days <laughs> so we uh we greatly appreciate that yeah all right well please do uh anybody and everybody else reach out to us on twitter at reliving lights uh enjoy seeing uh your your comments and your feedback and interacting with you there get yourself a shout out on the on the podcast and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for being a part of it with us uh, beyond just listening. It's it's pretty fun for us, I'd say, to uh, to hear from you guys. So those are our shout outs for the week, which leaves us then uh, with uh, our lesson of the episode. What's the moral? What's the takeaway? What are we going to take from this episode and apply to our lives? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, okay, so here's my lesson of the week. Whether you are playing Pop Warner football or stealing a car, my best advice to you would be don't panic, stay cool, and get paid. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I'm going to say if you are by choice or by chance someone's father, uh, maybe just don't be a dick <laughs> to, to your son or daughter. Yeah. Uh, don't be an absentee father. Shout out to my biological dad. <laughs> hey. Uh, and uh, maybe when you die, you people won't have a hard time eulogizing. Yeah, a lot of this could have been a lot easier on your son if you just would have shown up for a few birthdays <laughs> at the bare minimum. So, well, there you go, folks. Uh, those are some lessons that you can bring into your everyday life uh, and make the world a better place. Uh, we're thankful for Friday Night Lights for making the world a better place. We're thankful to all of you listeners for uh, for joining with us on this journey. Shout out to our listeners in the West Indies and in Laos. Uh, and to all of you wherever you're at, we're glad you're with us. We're glad you're listening. Uh, Anthony, uh, 
you you switched from a regular shirt to a bro tank in this episode. So I'm excited to see uh, how, how much more you're going to continue to pare down your clothing <laughs> throughout the night. But yeah, uh, hope you got cooled off. Um, <laughs> I'm I, feeling a, a lot better. I felt a little bit warm at the beginning of this episode, but this, I think the bro tank and I turned down the, the AC, you know, I don't like to do it, but I turned it down one more degree <laughs> um, just to get a little bit more comfortable. So Good deal. Uh, I'm glad we got to this uh, episode that you were so anticipating. Got to say, it was a a little bit anticlimactic for me. I was really expecting something uh, big, but good episode. Good episode uh, for sure. So join us next week for episode six of season four in another episode of Reliving the Lights of Friday Night Lights Rewatch Podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.